Theological education should be affordable. Seminary students should not have to take out tens of thousands of dollars in student loans to train for the ministry. At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, our students pay a base of $75 per credit hour and a $375 per semester fee. For more information on how you can receive informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, check out our website, cbtseminary.org. Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I am your host, Sam Waldron, pastor of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. We have been studying chapter 13 of the Confession, which deals with sanctification. We saw in our first podcast that paragraph 1 provides a summary description of sanctification. Paragraphs 2 and 3, we said last time, take up the peculiar distinctives of progressive sanctification. Last time we talked about the first of these peculiar distinctives, struggle with sin. Genuine Christians experiencing progressive sanctification will experience a struggle with sin. As the confession says, a continual and irreconcilable war with sin. But this distinctive of genuine sanctification must be balanced with the other distinctive of progressive sanctification. It is described in paragraph 3. That distinctive is progress in grace. Listen to the confession at 13.3. In which war, although the remaining corruption for time may much prevail, yet through the continual supply of strength from the sanctifying spirit of Christ, the regenerate part doth overcome, and so the saints grow in grace, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, pressing after an heavenly life in evangelical obedience to all the commands which Christ has said and King in his word hath prescribed them. Speaking of the true Christian's progress in grace, the confession affirms three things. One, the difficulty of this progress. This is the first thing that the confession wants to emphasize. The reality of progress in grace does not negate the reality of difficulty in making that progress. It says, remaining corruption for a time may much prevail. It will not be easy, and progress will not come without a battle with remaining corruption, which may for a time seem to be winning. The Christian should not be discouraged by defeats in the battle against sin. He should not lay down his weapons in surrender. Initial does not, initial defeat does not mean that ultimate failure is going to happen. The confession next speaks to of the certainty of this progress. Speaking of the assurance of progress in grace, the confession affirms, yet through the continual supply of strength from the sanctifying spirit of Christ, the regenerate part doth overcome. And so the saints grow in grace. Two Christians will grow in grace. Utter failure to grow in grace over a long period of time is a warning sign that something is wrong in the foundation of the professed Christian life. Genuine Christians may have hope also that their war against sin will see victory, which though imperfect in this life, will yet be 
real victory. Finally, the confession speaks, thirdly, of the quality of this progress. What does this progress look like? The confession explains that progressive sanctification is perfecting holiness in the fear of God, pressing after in heavenly life and evangelical obedience to all the commands which Christ the setting king in his word hath prescribed them. How shall we see, where shall we see progress in grace? It is characterized by increasing holiness in the fear of God. It is characterized by a life focused on eternal realities, a heavenly life. It is characterized by obedience, simple obedience, called evangelical obedience to all the commands which Christ has had and King in his word hath pres prescribed them. Simple and fervent and more universal obedience to Christ shows progress in grace. Does your life manifest these signs of progress in grace? This is the great question that this confronts us with.